Halloween's around the corner where everyone's talking about their Freddies and their Jasons, but we're not going to be talking about those classics. We're going to be talking about some of the worst movie villains and monsters that are so bad they're just scary bad on episode 85 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Presick. And I'm your other host, Jessica Quaz. And Halloween's just around the corner, Jess. Your favorite holiday. It is. It's spooky season, and I am very much enjoying it. It's a little different this year because I'm not really going to any, you know, Halloween parties or events. It's all from the comfort of my own home, which I can still make fun. Um, but yeah, I love... I love horror. I love Halloween. I love it all. So I'm very excited <laughs> to talk about um, some of the worst, lamest, um, just kind of silly and pathetic villains we get in the horror genre because they're not talked about enough. And we got a lot of them, actually. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, you know, Jess is a notorious fan of horror, like we said. And for a long time, I used to say I hate horror. Um, and then years later, I realized it's like, no, I don't hate horror. I just hate bad horror. Um, sometimes it's just bad and it's just like, oh, this is no good. But sometimes there's fun bad. And I think we found some on our list that are so bad, they're fun at least. But as far as like a monster or a movie villain, they're not really scary. And they're sometimes just plain dumb. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like these characters can definitely uh, tarnish the genre and make it feel campy and cheesy and lame. Um, But I am so glad that you have discovered that you do like horror, not bad horror, because there are so many different levels to the genre. Um, There's so many different types of horror. As we know, there's realism, there's the monsters, there's, you know, your classic 80s camp slasher. Like, there's just so many different levels of horror, and I love it all. So I am very excited (laughs) to dissect the bad instead of the good, because usually I spend a lot of time dissecting the good. Um, But before we get into that, what have we been watching? What have we been watching? Oh, we haven't done this for a couple episodes. We have Um, not. So yeah, I'm going to throw, uh, uh, first I'll throw TV shows at you. A um, couple things I've been watching. Uh, uh, we I finished uh, the season two of The Boys. Yes. Um, you know, which we exchanged off podcast about that. Um, considering the idea of us doing just a mini episode on it, because I'm sure we have lots to say. It was a crazy season. Um, uh, lots of fun. Great show. If you haven't yet, hop on Amazon watch it some of you probably have prime anyway when it comes to packages just go on the video service you're paying for it already and watch the boys it's so good um other than that uh i recently had an update in my phone subscription and we got disney plus because of it um and so yeah so i've been diving into that a little bit the last couple weeks um one in particular i've been rewatching since childhood i'm obsessed with the theme song is uh x-men the animated series uh yep that (laughs) makes sense (laughs) which at least two to three different people when disney plus came out specifically came up to me is like hey you know x-men the animated 
animated series is on it, right? You know, (laughs) (laughs) as if like, I didn't already know that it would be, but also just like, hey, I just want to let you know of all people. We know you love that show. Um, So yeah, I've been skimming through that. Uh, I've been a lot of fun, classic memories from when I was a kid and had those action figures. Still have some of them. But uh, yeah, and then I'm currently three episodes in uh, to The Mandalorian. Ooh, finally, you're hopping on The Mandalorian. Yeah, I've... I. If I was going to get Disney Plus on my own, it was like specifically for this show. I right. wanted to see because it looked good and people said it was good. Um, I've avoided spoilers. Obviously, the trailers never showed uh, the child slash Baby Yoda. And that's been all over the internet. So I just knew that that was going to be a thing. But that's in the end of the first episode. So it's not like it's spoilers, guys. Um, three episodes in. I'm loving it so far. It's fun. Um, one thing that I will have to say that sticks out to me that I really like is in comparison to a show like the boys, uh, it's, those are like seven, eight episode seasons and each episode is like an hour. You know, they're almost like feature length movies for like every episode nearly. Um, and so there was some times where I had to break episodes apart, not see them in one sitting, uh, just didn't have the time, um, whatever it may be. Uh, so it was hard to digest in some fashion. But then what I love about Mandalorian is uh, the episodes are about like 35 to 40 minutes. So they're not full hours. They're like actual, you know, 30, 40 minutes, something that you can sit and do in one sitting if need be and then go do something else. Uh, it just to me now, if I were to sit there for an hour, I'm seeing two episodes of a show opposed to the boys where it's like, I may only get through one and then that's all my viewing for the night. So, um, but also the episodes don't feel like they're missing things, you know? Um, so I think Disney plus, they made a good choice by instead of doing like four hour long episodes, they're like, Hey, let's do like eight episodes where they're like 30, 40 minutes. Um, so it's been so much more digest- digestible and also just I still have plenty to go. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, so far I'm loving it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, can't wait to see more. I um, agree with you about the time. I like that there's no real time put on each episode. It's pretty much just whatever that episode and that story of the episode calls for. Um, which keeps it like entertaining because like you said, it's not really missing anything, but it's also doesn't need to stretch anything. Um, yeah. So I do think that that really works in the show's favor. Um, I really enjoy it. I think the first season was really great. Um, there was really only like one episode that I felt like kind of didn't need to exist. But other than that, I all, I thought they were all amazing and I'm very excited for season two, which should be coming out. I think pretty soon. I think yeah, next month. I think at the I think at the end of October actually it starts dropping uh I believe they do the one a week thing, right? I think so. I think when I watched it, I think they had like two or three up, but then it was one a week. And on your note too about Baby Yoda being spoiled, I started watching The Mandalorian only like a week or two into when the show was first broadcast and Baby Yoda was spoiled for me, too, because it was just everywhere. However, like, the discovery of him was still really exciting, and I didn't... I knew, like, he was going to pop up, but I didn't realize where, like, how he fit into the narrative. So it was still exciting, I thought, the first episode when we do find him and where it goes from there. Um, And it's just so damn cute. It's just so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, Jess, so before I talk about movies I've been watching, what uh, what are some shows you've been watching? Um, so I've been watching a lot of horror as of recent because that's just what I do in October. Uh, but the one thing that's not horror that I have watched recently is The Vow, which is a documentary series on HBO Max. It technically is kind of horror, though, because it's about the Nexium cult. Um, and it's a really... I don't know. It's it's sometimes it's a really fascinating show, and then sometimes it's really infuriating. Um, but I find it to be very interesting because it's pretty much told from the perspective of those who um, have left and who expose the cult. So it's a very interesting perspective on this that particular thing usually when we hear like cult stories they're very far removed it's like you know some weird a and e special from the past and we find out weird details but this gets very personal and very specific about what these people went through um and it's just yeah it's a it's intense it's a very intense watch um but there is redemption in that like they fight back and they take control of the situation so it's very interesting they did announce there's going to be a season two um, but I don't think it's going to be coming out for another year or so. And I don't know what that's going to look like. It did actually, it's really rare that documentary series end in like a kind of a twist and a cliffhanger, but this one did. So, um, it's just fascinating and I don't know, it's a harrowing story. So I guess, yeah, that's technically kind of a horror dark moment that I did watch. Um, <laughs> uh, so other than that, I also watched two new shows, um, I watched Bly Manor, which is the sort of sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. Um, it's a, similar to American Horror Story in that it's a completely different story, different characters. Everything is very new from the first season, but we still have the same actors and the same people behind it. Mm. Um, I... Eh, I was... <laughs> you know, everyone... Eh. I, eh, like... I feel like okay so did you watch The Haunting of Hill House? No, I did not. So The Haunting of Hill House is honestly incredible television horror aside. It is a masterpiece in how it's done. It is just so well done. And I think so many of us loved Hill House so much that we wanted Bly Manor to be at that level. And gotcha. it, just, it just was not. I mean, it's very hard to top Hill House and what that did. Um, but I feel like it was almost received in a way that was like, this is great. This is great. No, it's wonderful. This is a wonderful show. Almost like <laughs> it has to be good. It's great. It's great. Um, and then when I was watching it, I was kind of like, this isn't, this isn't that, uh, this is a letdown. And I have a lot of issues with the, the very last episode um, for those of you who have watched it, I found the character of Owen in the very last episode in the future to be very offensive. Um, and I had a lot of issues with it. But yeah, I would say honestly, skip it and just rewatch Hill House or watch Haunting of Hill House for the first time because it's just wonderful. And then on top, know. I, I honestly like, I think you should watch it because it's. Just the writing of it's very well done. The um, specifics of how they tell the story is haunting and fascinating. And Bly Manor is fine, I guess. Um, and then I started watching Lovecraft Country, 
which is an HBO Max, uh, I don't know if it's just on HBO Max, if you get on regular HBO, I honestly don't really know what HBO's doing in terms of their broadcast, but I got it on HBO Max. It is so good. It is a beautifully shot show, so everything is gorgeous to watch. It's very interesting because it has a feel of all different types of horrors mashed into one show. Um, And it's also very interesting, too, because there is the same characters in every episode, pretty much. The same through line is in every episode, but it also does feel like a little bit like Twilight Zone in that each episode is a little contained to its own thing, if that makes sense. But then there's this, like, overarching story. Um, It's honestly, it's so well done. It's so fascinating. Um, I really enjoy it. I haven't finished the first season. I'm like halfway through, but I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. And I, I find it again to be gorgeous and I find the story to be really interesting and all the acting is really great. So I really like Lovecraft Country. Gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. That's one I wanted to check out if I uh, jump back into having HBO for sure. Um, so yeah, I did watch uh, more movies than I did TV shows. That's for sure. I know you said you've been kind of dabbling in horror all month, um, but yeah, I've been uh, hopping around a lot more movies. Uh, in passing, I rewatched the entire uh, trilogy of the '90s live-action uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the original. Without a doubt, the best, and I think everyone should rewatch it because I think a lot of things hold up in it, from the effects to the story, the tone, everything. Second one and third one, woof. They're borderline <laughs> bad movies. Uh, they totally tried to really dumb it down for kids, even though the first one made a bunch of money. It was like, that one was fine with that tone. Still made a lot of money, but... Anyway, uh, I rewatched a couple movies that I had seen before, uh, one of which was Zodiac, um, David Fincher's movie, which um, I know is not technically horror, but it's about the Zodiac killer and has definitely have plenty of creepy parts in that. Um, and uh, I also rewatched Molly's Game, which was Aaron Sorkin's last movie. was really just watching that prepping for the movie I'm going to talk about in a second here, uh, that he just dropped on Netflix. But uh, before I get to that, I also saw an Amazon Logan Lucky. It's a fun little Steven Soderbergh crime if you like uh, a heist movie with Channing Tatum, Daniel Craig, and uh, Adam Driver all being uh, people from the South <laughs> robbing a na- uh, like a NASCAR event. Um, yeah, and then I saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And also Kevin Smith's stand-up special, Silent But Deadly, which is the special that as soon as he got done filming, he went to the green room and had a heart attack. Oh. Um, Yeah, which, um, you know, obviously he's so glad he's okay. Both these were just fine. They're they're fun. I I found the special more entertaining than his reboot movie. But, you know, I I just think he's such a sweet guy uh, that... um, I enjoyed them. If you're a fan of his, I think you'll enjoy both those things. Um, if you don't like his stuff at all, then eh, listen to his podcast. Maybe you like those better. But uh, And then I also, for the first time ever, saw the original Borat. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> took a while for you to get there. <laughs> um, 
it's I didn't see it when it first came out and like oh my god I'm not sure if you went to a school like this but everyone was quoting it like crazy oh yeah yeah I was yep <laughs> that I felt like between that and clips not that I'm like oh I've seen it but I was like I don't know I'll see it eventually and then I just never got around to it. And then all of a sudden time went by and then finally they announced the second one. I'm like, well, here's the excuse. It's on Amazon. I'll watch the first one. And it's hilarious, but also sad how much of stuff hasn't changed since 06. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is probably why he decided to do a second one because, uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually covered Borat for our road trip movies uh, episode a little while, a few months back. Yeah. Oh my god, many months back. Time is wild. That was back in March. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I was visiting in Denver. <laughs> yeah, right before everything happened. <laughs> anyway, yep. and yeah, so I watched it semi recently as well, and it. It, we, it holds up in a way that it should not because it's like, <laughs> oh, no, not much has changed. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the second one. But the main one I really wanted to talk about for a quick second, I highly, highly recommend and I hope people watch it. It just dropped on Netflix a few days ago, and that is Aaron Sorkin's new movie, Trial of uh, Chicago 7. Woof. This movie is quintessential Sorkin this is like okay if you don't know who Sorkin is uh but you like secession you know because Jess would obviously say like secession reminds her of Sorkin which she knows I love yeah but if you like secession watch Trial of Chicago 7 it's also got Jeremy Strong I was just gonna say (laughs) Kendall Roy's in it as a hippie oh my goodness (laughs) yeah (laughs) um this movie so Sorkin's known for a few things rapid fire dialogue um He's known for like a lot of his movies not being a bunch of action. It's just a lot of people talking. They're usually intelligent. And then uh, he made A Few Good Men, which is considered the greatest courtroom movie in a lot of people's eyes, possibly of all time. Uh, this one was all the things he's good at. People talking fast. People are intelligent. It also was kind of political, almost like West Wing and Newsroom, but then also was a courtroom movie. So I'm like, okay, so he just blended all the things he's great at. And um, I think the por- performances across the board are powerful. I think the uh, he does incredibly well as a director. This is only his second time directing after Molly's Game. I think I'm totally down to have him keep directing. Uh, was so uh, crazy how this is another one that like it's about events in the 60s. But it's still so relevant to what's happening with a lot of things today. And I think that's why it was extremely powerful to me because, um, one, I was like a little upset that like this is still happening. But also it just um, I think it put it in a different context for those who maybe aren't understanding the shit that's still going on. Yeah, Um, I actually on that note, like just total sidebar, I. I have, I like, not to get too political, but I've been going to, like, marches and protests. I haven't recently, but I was involved in one that got very intense. Um, and my re- one of my relatives just, like, gave me so much crap for it, was so ignorant about it. Anyway, a week ago, or just a few days ago, when that movie dropped, 
they texted me and was like, have you seen the trials of the Chicago seven? It's so good. And I want to be like, did you learn anything watching it? Like, <laughs> good. Okay. That's interesting. That's weird. You liked that because like, girl, like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, hopefully it's like a little, uh, eye opening to those who don't understand our current political climate. I don't know, but, uh, it does look really great. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard nothing but great things. And, um, I also want to say, oh God, the guy from Watchmen, uh, whose name I can't remember, but he played, well, no, I can't say who he played cause it's a spoiler. Um, but <laughs> I saw he's in it and I think he's wonderful. So I'm excited to see him in it and everyone else. It's, it looks like such an interesting cast altogether. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. Eddie Redmayne, you know, and and everyone that's in it, they handle Sorkin dialogue great, uh, especially who you're mentioning. Um, you know, don't want to spoil for who he is in Watchmen. But yeah, he does great. I wouldn't doubt if like, depending on how they handle the Oscars and such, that people get nominations from this movie or this is nominated for picture and or director, at least screenplay. Like the screenplay thing, I'm pretty sure it should already be a lock for him, depending on what else comes out that qualifies for award stuff. But yeah, I, I just really wanted to emphasize for people to go check out this because almost everyone I know has Netflix. Um, it's just a couple hours. It's not like it's a docu-series you got to dive eight episodes into um, that are like an hour and a half each. It's just a, a feature-length movie that like when I sat down and watched it, uh, I almost didn't want to pause it to like go to the bathroom, almost like I was in a theater just because I was so riveted. Yeah, so that's one really wanted to emphasize. Go see it on Netflix, Trial of the Chicago 7. Jess, what have you been watching? So every October I watch 31 horror movies because that's just <laughs> what I do. I don't, I just, what I do. It's the only thing bringing me joy right now. Um, so I've noticed that this year I feel like I've exhausted a lot of horror and it's really hard for me to find new exciting horror that I haven't seen and been wanting to watch because I've watched a lot of it. Um, <laughs> well, if you do this every year, I know <laughs> just the last three <laughs> years, you've watched almost a hundred movies. Exactly. And it's, and I watch horror outside of October as well. So it's like, well, <laughs> shit, I, I don't, you're know. not allowed to watch it the rest of the year. You're grounded from horror for <laughs> 11 months because you watch 30 movies, 31 movies. I know. I, it's something I should do to keep it fresh. Cause I'm really struggling and it sucks too, because with everything going on, obviously like, we haven't had a lot of newer horror this year. We've had a couple things, but nothing that's like super intense. I'm really disappointed the Candyman remake didn't come out this year and we got to wait a whole year, but that's another thing. Um, so I've been rewatching <laughs> stuff I haven't seen in a while, or I've been watching like really like nitty gritty, like deep into the genre stuff. So uh, just for like rewatches, I rewatched Jennifer's Body for the first time since it came out, and I gotta say it's hilarious and campy and fun, <laughs> and it was way ahead of its time. Um, so it's actually really great. Um, I rewatched It Follows, which is iconic for uh, the aughts horror, and it still holds up. It's great. Um, the w the newest one that I watched so far this year, the one that I want to talk about the most right now is Host. Um, you may have heard of it because it got a lot of attention because it was filmed during quarantine all on Zoom. Um, and so I watched that. And when I was first watching it, I honestly kind of found it to be a little boring. And it was almost like, all right, 
yeah, it's cool that you, like, could make this on Zoom, but just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it. And then I found myself being completely wrong, and the last, like, 20 to 30 minutes of it changes everything from the beginning, which it's very rare that, like, an ending of a movie can be so good that it makes everything else so much better. Um, but it did that, and the interesting thing about this, too, is it's only 57 minutes. It's a very oh. short movie, um, and... It's That's shorter than an episode of The Boys. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it was, again, it was interesting to find myself kind of being bored with it because it was so short, but then it picks up and I was I was in it. Um, so it's very fascinating to watch that type of filmmaking. And if you're going to watch it too, if you're interested in checking it out, like uh, stick with it because, yeah, I was like, this is just fine in terms of what's happening. I don't see the real big deal of it. And then it, it went there, and the effects were really interesting to watch as well. Um, so yeah, I actually ended up really enjoying it. So if you want a fresh new horror from this year that's actually really good, I would suggest Host. Um, yeah, so that's... I mean, the rest of it I can table because the rest of this episode is all horror, and I, I could talk about this genre to death, but I will not do that for the sake <laughs> of you guys. Um, so let's... Let's talk about the rough horror, the the bad side, the cheesy side, <laughs> the weird side um, of some of the worst, the lamest horror movie villains and monsters. So yes. I um, what? Go ahead. Oh, I, yeah. Do you, you're going to kick this off. Yeah. So I want to kick this off and talk about a very interesting horror monster that is also technically a monster outside of movies, and that is Slenderman. Um, Brandon, do you know about Slenderman? I mean, the briefest bits. I just know there was like a period of time where everyone was like talking about it, but I never saw the movie, never fully uh, investigated because it, it sounded weird and creepy. And so I just like sometimes, depending on uh, what the vibes I get based on what other people give me uh, is where I'll indulge or not. And that uh, I was a little, I don't know. I, it, it, I was worried it'd be too creepy based on like how other people hyped it, I guess. Okay, so Slenderman is interesting because it is... Uh, internet folklore, right? It's probably, besides, like, the flying spaghetti monster, one of the first <laughs> of its kind in that it's a story made up entirely on the internet, which is really interesting. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Slenderman is this weird sort of character. He's very tall. He's very lanky. He doesn't have a face. And the internet has created him entirely. And... And it's formed into this weird thing. It's kind of died out, though. But a few years ago, it was really big to just make up these, like, almost like fan fiction stories of this completely fake thing. And people would be, like, editing old photos and put, like, Slenderman in it and be like, oh, my God, there he is trying to lure children in the 30s. Oh, my God. Anyway, so it's... They try to make him, like, an it, basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And he, like, I don't know the full internet origin, and it is always evolving, which is also very interesting about just this character in general, because it kind of is, like, you make it up as you go along, or you choose what you want it to be. Um, and so it's, like, he targets children... I don't know what exactly he wants. <laughs> like, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> But he's just like this weird internet monster 
that was created somehow. I don't know. So anyway, I I always found the idea of Slenderman to be interesting in that, like I said, it's like really the first internet folklore we've ever had. It's the first like modern day folklore and it was created all on the internet and that's really interesting. Um, I finally saw the movie. There was a movie made in 2018 about it and this movie is awful. It is so not scary at all. <laughs> and they completely like made Slenderman lame as hell. Like so lame. Um which is really disappointing because I think there was a cool opportunity. Um basically if you haven't seen it, don't. Um <laughs> But I will say... It's it, not even so bad it's good. It's just bad. It's just really bad. And that sucks because, like I said, it's a very fascinating character that they could have, like, done something really cool with. Um, but it's weird because, like, the movie itself, um, like, there's just... It starts off pretty much with just, like, exposition of, like, these characters hanging out and being like, have you heard of Slenderman? What's Slenderman? I don't know. Let's watch a video with Slenderman in it. And he, they do, and then he just haunts these kids, but, like, there's no, like, reason. Like, we don't, there's not even, like, a, oh, it's just, this is all fake, it's the internet, like, whatever, this isn't real. Like, it's so weird how they do it, and they, they form this character into being, like, just this lame thing that just is haunting these teenagers. There is, like, no origin story, it's basically just, like, what the internet says but also they try to make it real in the movie so it's like I like I what like I I don't know I see the things for me that makes like a really good villain of course and not just in horror is like the origin story like what happened what made them so crazy this doesn't have anything um and there like it's just hard to describe without seeing it but basically it's just like he also has way too many things going on in this movie so like for instance like he literally takes a child and then the other kid he's haunting he just like messes with and then the other one he's just like got into their brain and is like tripping him up and making him have bad dreams like it's really weird he's doing way too much like what does he want i don't know um (laughs) like what does he actually do there's a line that describes it all and it's literally he gets in your head like a virus once the virus takes hold, he's got you. Some he haunts, some he drives mad, and others he takes. That's literally what he does. So, God, it was just so bad. And it's weird, too, because, like, like I said, it's an interesting folklore that we could have had a very unique type of movie with that we've never really had before. Um, there's also, like, no big confrontation. There's no big, like, oh, we got to fight this this guy, we gotta get our friends back. It's just kind of like, oh, well, he's gone us. Too late. Um, we never actually see our main characters interact with him either, which is really weird. He just, like, haunt. they watch a video and then he haunts them. But we never see them, like, like, we never, we don't have a final girl moment. We don't have, like, a big, like, fight scene. We don't have anything. We just have this, like, <laughs> this internet being getting in our brains. And it sucks. So, so what you've described is... Um, story's pretty lame, uh, the powers or are confusing slash lame, motivation is lame, um, there's no action, so that's also lame, and so it just sounds lame. It's super <laughs> lame, and I'm not the only one that thinks so, because it currently has 
an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. So For those who don't know, that's out of 100. That's out of 100. <laughs> it's very, very low. It was not good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, like, touch on him again because, like, he is... It's a weird story. It, like, just the whole of it, movie aside, it's a weird thing. And it, it is kind of a creepy thing on the internet, but in movie form, it sucks. Um, I will say there, what makes Slender Man so terrifying is like the true story that happened, uh, which we don't need to get into like true crime right now, but there was this story that happened back, I think in 2015, where these two young girls thought he was real and tried to sacrifice their friend for him. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and there is a full documentary on it called Beware of the Slender Man, or Beware the Slender Man. And that is a interesting watch because it gets into the psychology of, like, what the internet does to kids. And that's way more horrifying than the actual Slender Man. Um, so, yeah, one of the lamest villains is Slender Man. What did we make here? Because he's lame as hell. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it just, I, I don't want to say I avoided Slenderman, but I was just like, ah, I'm sure someday I'll learn about it. But, uh, the fact that it was internet folklore, I didn't even know that. I thought it was, you know, uh, just a movie or like maybe a short story that spun into a movie or whatever it was. But the fact that almost everything you describe sounds bad and like there was almost no, or there are no redeeming qualities about it. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a definite skip. And, um, even I I'd recommend some of the ones that we're going to talk about later who are at least so bad they're fun, but this just sounds bad and just, just saved you 90 minutes or however long that movie is. <laughs> yeah, I really did. And like, now you, now you're all caught up. You understand what Slender, Slender Man is. I think it's weird too, because like when I first heard about the Slender Man internet folklore, God, this was like five or six years ago when it was like kind of at its height. And I just didn't, get it i didn't understand what we were doing here it was like weird videos and pictures and people would like search them and then like freak themselves out and be like oh it's so creepy but like i never i never really got what we were doing there <laughs> and i still don't <laughs> so slender man is weird it's just weird what do we do what are we doing like what? well Thank you for saving me that time, Jess, <laughs> biting the bullet for us however long ago when you saw it. Um, something that is so bad it's good, uh, but it's also pretty lame, uh, maybe a different kind of lame, is Jack Frost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I only first learned about this movie through How Did This Get Made, you, you know, which they watch bad movies, which I thought they were talking about, like, the Michael Keaton like oh. like dad yeah. dies and like becomes the snowman and like whatever and so when i'm listening to the podcast and they're like talking about it, i'm like what the fuck this michael keaton movie sounds like really fucked up i never knew that and then it's just like oh no totally different movie um it's as you expected it would be it's a horror movie about a killer snowman well it's like a a serial killer gets scientifically morphed into the snowman basically 
because horror, you know, they they got to do anything and everything when it comes to monsters. It, it could be killer birds. Uh, it could be killer, you know, uh, bugs, made up beings, or it could be a snowman, um, which the entire time of the movie just felt so lame to me because I'm like, this seems like the most killable bad villain monster ever you know (laughs) just just turn on the heat or you know uh something it just anytime like he was able to pull off like a kill i was so confused and uh yeah it, it also the thing that frustrated me with the movie was like the final kind of like fight um feels like it takes for fucking ever um like it just the movie drags out him just like not quite dying and i'm like oh my god like this movie needs to end (laughs) it just does like why won't it it just (laughs) keeps going and i know it's got kind of a cult following um but like and, and and it was entertaining in some parts because it's a snowman killing people. Um, but after a while, I'm like, okay, we get it. It's a, it's a snowman killing people. Um, <laughs> can we do something fresh with it? Like, nope. Um, and poor Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which this was her first movie. Um, I didn't know it was uh, her first movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a couple of years before American Pie. Um, yeah, and this has a Rotten Tomatoes percentage of 7%. Ooh. So oh. <laughs> one worse than Slender Man, just to put it on the same level. If you think, oh, well, at least it's kind of a corny, fun idea. It's like, yeah, maybe once, <laughs> you know, if you can find it for cheap or free. Don't buy this movie. Uh, don't. Uh, I, I just... Yeah, it's woof. Well, it's it's funny, too, because, like, (laughs) as a child, it's so easy to destroy a snowman. You just, like, hit it with something and it's gone forever. So it's really uh, interesting that an entire movie tried to make a snowman this, like, big bad that you can't destroy. Like, like you said, just put a fireplace on and it's done. Or just wait, yeah. you know, like lock your doors, wait till summer. Like, it's very non-threatening. Yeah, and like also because he's got like stick arms and like it's like what? Just like smack him away or something? I don't know. Um, it just opposite of scary. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, it's just it's so interesting. The uh, Christmas fun time mashup of a murderous <laughs> snowman you know oh you know the murderous snowman yeah <laughs> yikes so uh speaking of things that look very non-threatening i have sort of a twofer here two in one um and that is brahms from the boy and chucky from child's play now these are two uh dolls that are uh (laughs) possessed if you will um so i'll talk about brahms first because that's not nearly as exciting and fun as chucky is um but brahms for those of you who haven't seen the boy is this like creepy ass little porcelain doll boy thing um (laughs) and uh maggie from the walking dead is hired as his nanny And the parents are like, it's super chill, just like 
watch after our son and the son is the doll and she's like this is super weird what's happening uh, and then the parents just dip too so they're like okay cool watch our doll son bye we're gonna go take a vacay and while she's like in this manner by herself with this porcelain doll just like some weird little antics start to like happen like he just like takes her jewelry and her clothes and he's like just being a brat really like he and then you know she'll turn around and the doll will just be like sitting in a chair and they're like oh it's so crazy how'd you get here and we never see it but i just imagine this like weird porcelain doll like running around this house and wreaking havoc and to me it's just really hilarious the idea of like a doll being like i'll show her i'll take her jewelry like what um <laughs> he just sucks like he's just an asshole and he's not really doing anything violent he's just being an asshole um, and there, there is a twist at the end that's creepy, but it's also just, like, shoved in there so much that it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, all right. And <laughs> I don't know. It Brahms is weird, and the doll is weird, whatever. But Chucky, Chucky, I gotta say, I love Child's Play for the camp and the cheesiness of it all. I love the original one. I saw the remake. I'm talking about the original uh, 80s child's play with Chucky the demonic doll. Well, he's not a demon. Okay, so right off the bat, Chucky is wild because it's the doll that has become possessed by a criminal. So what like what <laughs> so basically if you haven't seen child's play but you know about chucky um this greasy disgusting low-life criminal named charles lee ray is being chased by the police i don't really know what the what he did what like i think he just robs things i think he was a robber whatever so charles lee ray is being chased by the police runs into a toy factory because everyone knows like that's the best place to hide and just so happens he gets shot he is dying and he grabs a doll and he transfers his soul into this doll <laughs> as one does in the last uh, moments of their life oh uh, yeah as as we all know as a backup plan for when we're shot so spoiler alert it turns out that charles lee ray the criminal just so happened to have an old friend who practiced voodoo. So we find out that that's how he was able to put his soul in a doll, was that his friend, uh. I guess, taught him <laughs> that little trick at a party once. I don't really know. But yeah, so he, he does some voodoo, which is honestly, like, super offensive to voodoo culture. <laughs> like, this criminal was just like, let me just chant some stuff, put my soul in this doll, and we're good to go. So... <sighs> once the doll is possessed by a criminal named Charles, that's how we get Chucky. Um, this, this little boy gets him. He's super pumped. He's always wanted this doll and shit starts to get real. This doll right, right away. The first night that we have this doll at this house, he murders, like he is ready to go. Um, and he murders in such wild ways. Again, it's a doll. It's probably like, three to four feet not even like high like it's like by your knees you know so it's just like yeah. this little thing that's running around creating chaos 
The first murder is pretty wild because it's like the kid's babysitter. He, we, it, like, we don't see it all kind of happen. We're supposed to, like, see it off screen, which kind of works because seeing it on screen would be way too much. But he, like, basically hits this woman and throws her out of a building and she falls to her death. <laughs> and it's this weird slow mo. Weird as hell. The second murder is where we get even more crazy because it's a, again, it's a little dull. He, goes to find his old accomplice because remember he's a criminal um and he finds his old accomplice at his house this little motherfucker turns on the (laughs) stove and then causes the house to explode so a doll is literally murdering by arson and (laughs) it's just wild and he like the murders just are all over the place. Like he does not have an MO. He's doing it however he needs to. At one point, the little boy is put into a mental hospital because everyone just thinks he's insane and he might be murdering everyone. Uh the kid's like five or six, but sure. Um he's just murdering grown adults and he's like, My doll did it and they're like, Away you go into the eighties mental hospital, which is horrifying. <laughs> At one point, Chucky gets his ass into the mental hospital because his voodoo friend told him that the only way his soul could leave the doll is if if it goes into the body of the first person he revealed his soul to. So it's the kid. So there's a lot of story in Child's Play. Uh. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, I didn't know there was so much voodoo. <laughs> there's so much voodoo. And it's all, like, offensive because now who's doing this voodoo? Anyway, so he goes into the mental hospital... At the same time, the kid is freaking out and this doctor is, like, trying to sedate this kid. Chucky, the doll, takes <laughs> takes this, um, this electroshock therapy machine and places it on the doctor's head and electrocutes him. So he is very, very, very creative with how he gets full-blown adults murdered. Um, it's fascinating. And then... At the end, it's kind of like Jack Frost, where it just takes so long to kill Chucky. It's a doll, (laughs) and they can't seem to shake him off. Like, they are burning him, they are shooting at him, they are taking, like, ripping his, like, fake arms off, and he is just not going out peacefully. Um, He finally dies, and everyone comes to realize, spoiler, that it was the doll all along, so the kid has a redemption but he's like five, so it doesn't really matter. Um, what's crazy to me about Child's Play and Chucky is that he has his own full-ass franchise. Like there. Yeah, <laughs> I was just looking. I was about to say, what the fuck? This has way more than I thought. <laughs> there are so many Chucky movies. I've actually only seen Child's Play, the original, and then the recent uh, 2019 remake of Child's Play. I've never seen, like, because there's, like, at one point, he gets, like, a bride, so there's, like, there's a female. Eight. There's eight? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what happens in those other movies, um, but I'm... going to run down the list? Oh, yeah, the titles are pretty crazy. There's... So, I know there's The Bride of Chucky and The Seed of Chucky. <laughs> so, yeah, there's Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, pretty basic. Mm-hmm. Bride of Chucky. Okay. Seed of Chucky. <laughs> Curse of Chucky. Oh, no. Cult of Chucky, and then Child's Play the remake. <laughs> I'm very curious about the cult of Chucky. Like, does this doll run like a Nexium type of cult? I need to know this. Oh, yeah, it goodness. came out in uh, 2017. Um, it was not released in the theaters. It was just right, 
right to video on demand. But yeah, um, I haven't seen any Child's Play. I considered seeing the more recent one because Mark Hamill did the voice, and I love Mark Hamill. Um, but yeah, it just to me, and and I get why they do this. They take these movies that are really cheap. You know, they do like a little creature or like a little, you know, a doll or a snowman or whatever, and they're just like, oh, it's a killer toy. That's fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> It sounds ridiculous, and uh, I think I, I always just avoided it because, uh, it, to me, at least when some of these things have a believable villain or monster, it can be a form of scary, uh, but like when it's something like this, it's just like, just punt him. He's... Right. <laughs> just punch <laughs> this... it in the face. Just smack it right in the face. Throw it out the window. Get the hell rid of it. I like. It's just... Come on, like a broom, and you're you're you got it solved. Just literally smack him with a broom, um, <laughs> like throw him into the ocean. I I just don't understand. Um, and I get it. Like I said, they're just goofy, but it just so such an unbelievable villain that uh, just holds no stakes to it in my eyes. Exactly. But what's even more wild about it is that this character has lasted just as long as like our Freddy Krueger's and our Mike Myers. Like he's up there and he, like it doesn't yeah. make it's really like doesn't make any sense to me because it's so cheesy. The only thing I can say is like it was made in the 80s and to me the 80s are like the most wild decade ever because everyone <laughs> just blasted on cocaine and like listening to disco. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone was just blasted on cocaine. <laughs> That's all I think about. When I think of the 80s, I think of, like, God, what a weird-ass time that was. So yeah. maybe they were... that. That's why? I don't know. I don't know. Chucky really is an anomaly in horror to me because it's so weird and it's so stupid. <laughs> but but well, there's just something beloved about it. <laughs> Because I want to continue the trend of mentioning the Rotten Tomatoes, like at least the first one holds a 71. Wow. So it seems like some people enjoyed the goofiness, but then right away, second one drops to 44, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, 30% right off the bat. And then sure enough, the next one uh, drops down to 29. So like you, you could just imagine how bad like bride of chucky eventually gets like yeah that drops oh it's a 46 but it's just still like it i highly doubt that anything got above 50 you know afterwards yeah (laughs) and i think like you need to go into it knowing what you're gonna watch and not expect your you know it to be this upper echelon of of horror that will just wreck you for the rest of your life. Like no, it's not a midsummer. It's a doll running around <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> and I will say though, like for the eighties though, like for the special effects, the doll running around while it's hilarious because it's a doll running around <laughs> with a knife. It looks pretty good. Like, it actually doesn't look that bad. Um, But it's still just hilarious because it's a little doll. It's so enjoyable. (laughs) It really is. Wow. So, surprisingly, if we do want to jump into this franchise at some point, uh, Rotten Tomatoes percentage, it goes to 46, 33, and then Curse and Cult of Chucky have 76 and 79%. Whoa. Uh, and then the 2019 Child's Play has 63. So I, I stand corrected. It apparently gets 
better on uh, Rotten Tomatoes wise uh, with Cult of Chucky the highest at 79%. That's really interesting. I, w- I personally would be fine just like skipping every single other movie and just going straight to the Cult of Chucky because that just f- sounds very fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah, I we may have to we may have to jump into this if we do some obscure movie homework or something. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, the, the first review says, seventh films have no right to be this good or break this much ground, you know? Because <laughs> it's the seventh in the franchise. Uh, interesting. interesting. Okay, let's keep that in mind. <laughs> Guys, Please tweet at us or let us know, do you want us to watch some of these Chucky movies just because, yeah, uh, even though it's absurd, I'm curious how it gets better. Like, do they they drop the voodoo stuff and they actually have, like, plot? (laughs) I'm so curious about Cult of Chucky. Does he have a cult? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) But, um... Speaking of uh, Bananas 80s movies, um, I'm going to throw out one that uh, I think they may be working on a sequel, possibly at Sci-Fi, and that's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Just the title alone. (laughs) Jess, have you seen this? I actually haven't, and I'm very disappointed in myself. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, at least at the time it was, it could have dropped, but I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Oh. Um, So... (laughs) free you know not not saying you have to but you kind of do um (laughs) it is as bananas as the title just like uh child's play and jack frost um the thing that really bugged me about this movie though is like okay at least like child's play like he's like saying little shitty things the whole time right like he's talking uh it's the doll talks oh yeah oh he swears up a storm yeah he talks like yeah. a sailor. <laughs> and like Jack Frost, he he speaks. Um, and I'll talk about some of the other ones later. But like, I think the thing that bugged me about this one is like, they're just these big, weird looking clowns that don't say anything. So it's like <laughs> sort of creepy in that sense. But they also just look so goddamn ridiculous that I'm like, I can't take this seriously. Not that I don't think I'm supposed to, but... When you have a villain like that, that's not like an animal, you know, like maybe if like the shark didn't talk in Jaws, that makes sense. But like these are killer clowns with these big, huge things. You'd think, I don't know, they'd have a fun voice to them or whatever. And it's just like, nope, they just walk around and it, 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 you could tell that they had a lot of fun trying to do like sets and special effects, but it's an absurd premise where they like trap people in cotton candy uh, and you know, just they have this one character, which a lot of horror movies do. They'll have like one character. That's just a total asshole that you like want to die. (laughs) (laughs) And like, this is one of the cops where like one of the main cops is like the main characters. And then this other one's just an asshole. Know it all that like, they made him an asshole for so long. I'm like, oh my God, this is almost becoming relevant because there's a lot of problem with cops, you know? <laughs> like, stop trying to make things, you know, whatever. It's just he's such an asshole. And I just, like, couldn't wait uh, for him to possibly get killed by a, a clown from outer space. But um, this movie has super cheesy humor. Um, the uh, When there are deaths, the, the, they're kind of just, like, absurd and it, it just because the villains don't talk and it's just the humans like huh what's going on 
uh, it's big clown and you know is that <laughs> cotton candy you know it's just like when you write characters that are so bad and actors that are just so bad you notice that they probably haven't been in anything else um this isn't exactly something that takes off their career but like it's just gonna be bad all around because it's just bad dialogue from bad actors and then villains that don't talk who are just these big weird looking things that it's almost like someone made one as like a joke or like a Halloween thing. They're like, ah, this is making a movie. Really? Why? Well, I don't know. They're from outer space. And, uh, can you talk in that thing? Cause it'd be great if we got a, someone to talk in it. No, I can't. Ah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how it feels when some of these movies happen. And it just boggles my mind when I see that millions of dollars are spent on them. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's funny too, because killer clowns, from outer space is literally the the movie it like that's what he is actually right like he's from space or time i don't know it's like <laughs> like that's wow way to take another concept from another horror movie and just make it its own wild thing it sounds fascinating i've heard a lot about that movie and i will probably watch it cuz it does sound like something i'd be very into like if you if if you like drinking a little bit, you're like getting a little high or whatever your thing is, maybe do that and watch the movie. Or if you can like do a Netflix party with some friends virtually, or if you have a small bubble that you can watch it with and just laugh at it, like go for it. Uh, that's what I did with with a Netflix party. Um, but uh, yeah, don't go in it expecting to be scared at all. <laughs> Don't go in it uh, expecting a fun villain. They just, if you see the trailer or a picture, it's just that the whole time. (laughs) You know, you saw it already. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, switching gears to a horror movie that is supposed to be serious and not killer clowns from (laughs) outer space, but it's supposed to be real real scary and is totally not um i chose the the i guess i mean okay this movie's old so i'll just be real ben willis from i know what you did last summer (sighs) so (laughs) that's sigh the sigh so i know what you did last summer is weirdly become like this notorious 90s horror movie And I argue that it should not be, and it should be completely forgotten about, and it is so (laughs) dumb. Um, So basically, we got, we have the most quintessential 90s cast of all time, because we have Freddie Prince Jr., we have uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, we have Ryan Felipe, and we have Sarah Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy herself, (laughs) playing... Four teenagers who are complete assholes. They completely suck. And one night, they accidentally hit somebody with their car. Oopsie whoopsie. And instead of being, like, decent people, they're like, what? No. Now we won't go to college. (laughs) That's literally what their argument is. They're like, this is manslaughter. We'll go to jail and not college. Ah. So they literally, like throw this body in the water and are just like, whoopsie, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. And they just move on with their lives, okay? Because they they suck. 
a year later. Because <laughs> they suck. They suck so much. And that's the other thing about this movie that I hate, villain aside, there's no character to root for. So when they're all, like, getting harassed and shit, I'm like, yeah, they deserve it. They suck. Um, <laughs> so don't worry. They did not get caught for manslaughter. They went to freshman year of college. Good for them. Uh, they're all also, like, four rich, white, privileged kids who are just like, oops, murder. Eh. Um... So they went to their freshman year of college, good for them. They come back to their hometown for their summer, and wouldn't you know it, somebody knows what they did last summer, and they are. Oh, shit. They, they, <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. They're here to to get what's theirs. So, so like, all four of them, it's weird. Actually, only three of them. Freddie Prince Jr. seems to, like, his character doesn't really get much. He's just kind of, like, there. Um... They all start getting, like, these letters and, like, this weird sort of, like, like, weird thing starts happening to them. And literally the letters are like, I know what you did last summer. Wow. And they're like, whoa, who could know such a thing? Because we were the only ones there and we did it. Whoopsie. Um, And so it's, like, sort of supposed to be, like, this psychological mystery, also sort of pseudo-slasher. However... It's not scary what this villain does. So, like, okay, the villainous antics are all over the place. So, Ryan Felipe, his character uh, gets run over by a car. So, the villain is like, I'm going to murder your ass. (laughs) Right? So, he, like, gets him, hits him with the car, almost kills him. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character gets a literal dead body of one of their friends stuffed into the trunk of her car. So they're like, oh no, it looks like you murdered this dude. Well, we gotta hide another murder. So anyway, so literally puts a dead body in the trunk of her car. Now, what? No big deal. No big deal, whatever. Again, villainous antics. Uh Uh-oh, trying to go for them. Guess what the most harrowing thing, though, that Miss Sarah Michelle Geller herself deals with this poor girl, he chops her hair off. That's what he does. I mean, that's that's life-changing. <laughs> life-changing. This <laughs> happens after the dead body. So there's clearly an escalation. She just wakes up one day and is like, oh my god, my hair! <laughs> like, and that's it. That's It's just awful. Awful. So, okay. The reveal. I'm just going to get into it. Who this? Who is this fucker? Who's who knows what they did last summer? Who knows what they did? Who knows it? Well, it turns out. Okay, buckle up, because here we go. Um, they think it's the victim's sister. So, you know, the guy they hit is just some random dude. They think his sister found out it was them. So they go and harass this poor woman, who's played by Anne Hache of all people. Again, very nineties. Um, and they're like. <laughs> So 90s. So 90s. So Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, hey, Anne Hage, like, I know your brother died. Like, that's weird, right? And she's like, yeah, I just can't believe he killed himself. And then they're like, later on, they're like, well, he didn't kill himself. Like, we actually killed him. So are you, like, harassing us? And she's like, what the fuck? You killed my brother? (laughs) What? Excuse me? No, I'm not harassing you. I thought he killed himself. What? (sighs) Okay, so here we go. These bratty fucking teens that got away with murder are being hunted by this, this, just guy, this guy, Ben Willis, who, here we go, his daughter was dating 
Anne Hage's brother, who the kids thought they ran over, but turns out... Uh, okay, my uh. brain hurts. So, <laughs> Ben Willis, to avenge his daughter, who did kill herself, goes, just so happens to be on a mountainous, desolate road with the kid... I think his name is David. He kills David, right? His body is just, like, there. Um, the four assholes drove, drive by. They hit Ben Willis, who just murdered someone. But when they hit him, he ran out. Like, he, he booked it because he just committed a murder. And so when they come across a dead body, these asshole idiots don't realize, apparently, it's been a stabbed guy. And they just are like, whoa, we, we killed this guy. And... Um, they hide David, who was actually not murdered by them, but was murdered by Ben Willis. Does any of this make sense to you? Because it really doesn't to me at I all. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is, but also it just feels like it's just was trying too hard. Yes. I probably thought that that would be a really great big twist. But also the fact that they go to this woman like, ah, did, did. Did you know we killed your brother? And she's like, what? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, I almost want to see it just for that moment. And they're just like, ah, oh, fuck. That's a bad joke. We didn't We didn't do that. <laughs> it's like very, It's like this weird conversation because it's Jennifer Love Hewitt and Anne Heche. And she's, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she's like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, we, like, did you know? Like, are you harassing us? <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? And she's like, what? <laughs> and it's so weird because, like, we don't know any of this backstory until the last, like, t- 10 minutes of the film where they're like, oh, wow. oh, yeah, well, no, my brother who I thought killed himself, but you actually killed was dating this girl. She died. Susie, she died in, I think it's like a car accident. Yeah, it's like a it's like a car accident at the same spot, and David was the one driving, and then Ben, her father, was like super mad, so he goes out to the exact same spot somehow, gets him there, kills him. These four idiots hit a body. They think it's this this guy. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! But like, there's no like, why would why would you do that? So like, you literally just got away with murder. Go quietly into the night and call it a day and make these four assholes suffer. Like, why are you coming back to be like, hey, I know what you did, but really I did it. Excuse me. Like, what? just go. Go away. You got away with murder. Be quiet. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then it all comes together in a boat fight. So they get... I don't know why. Jen- so so <laughs> it wasn't a fight where they both were on motorcycles. No. <laughs> and they drove in each other and jumped off and tackled one another and then almost stabbed Tom Cruise in the eye? No. Oh, wait. So it's that's Di- different franchise from... Different. Okay. From the, the, yeah. <laughs> no, this time we got boats. We got boats oh. and boats and boats. So I Speed don't... Speed 2 cruise control? Exactly. Kind of. Not as good. <laughs> Face off. No, different boat thing. Different boat thing. The 90s, 90s loved boat I was boat just going to say, wow, I never noticed the 90s liked boats. <laughs> they were all about those boats. Uh, I can't get enough boat chases and action sequences. No, and it's like the boat in this 
um, ultimate, you know, ending fight scene confrontation, like, the boat was used as, like, weaponry. So, like, we're using, like, the sails. Like, we're hitting each other with, I don't know, oars. I don't know boat stuff. But, like, it's, like, a bo- it's on a boat and we're using the boat as, like, weaponry. So, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, her dumbass, gets on, like, oh, she's, she thinks, I don't know, she thinks it's, like, Freddie Prince Jr. who's doing it, because, like, truly his character gets nothing. Like, no, no <laughs> one threatens him. He doesn't get his hair chopped off. He's just, like, living his best life. Doesn't um, get his hair chopped off. He's fine. He's doing good. Um, and so she confronts him, and she's like, I think you did it. And he was like, what, what, what? And then, it, like, there's a whole other plot line where he goes to see Anne Hage too and is like, your brother that died, huh? Um, but no one knew it was it. Whatever, whatever. So she's like, I think you're the murderer. Oh my God. She's running away from him. And this, just this dude, this dude is like, Hey young girl, I can help you get on my boat and I'll, I'll get you to safety. And so she does. <laughs> cause, cause why not? I guess. Um, and then on the boat, we, we realize this this dude is Ben Willis and his daughter was Susie and he killed David and they didn't kill David. They didn't kill anybody. After all that, they didn't kill anybody. <sighs> so, <laughs> so... I know what you did last summer. Well, what, uh... Apparently nothing. Nothing. You actually were fine. But you just fucked a lot of things up. Yeah, you were just assholes and drunk driving and threw some body out into the water. But you actually cleaned up my crime scene so thanks guys like um yeah so this movie came out like a year after scream so i really think it was trying to capitalize off of the scream success and what that did for horror and scream does have a good twist to it and i think you're right that they thought like wow this will be a twist no one ever saw coming but it's like yeah we never saw it coming because we didn't know any of this like <laughs> duh um it's off it's such a bad movie and i don't understand like why it's held up there with like classic 90s movies um i guess just probably because of just the cast the cast alone is very 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 90s like ridiculously <laughs> 90s um and the villain is so forgettable, except for the boat scene where he's fighting uh, Sh- Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt on a boat. And oh my god! <laughs> Didn't this sp- spin into a franchise also? Yeah. So there was a sequel. I I've never seen any of the other movies because the first one I find so bad. There is a sequel that's called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and Freddie Prince. There's two sequels. So yes, there's two sequels, but. The, the first sequel has Jennifer Love Hewitt still and Freddie Prince Jr. still. And then we get Brandy, which is also very, very 90s. Um, and then I, did, I don't think anyone else is in the third sequel, though. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I still know what you did last summer. And then I'll always know what you did last summer. Oh, no. Which... Uh, I'm not recognizing any of the names up top, so it must have not really been anyone important and everyone jumped ship, no pun intended. But, uh, <laughs> that that one holds a 0%, so. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's really, really which has bad. Which has a review of a 12th generation knockoff that le- leeches off a flaccid little concept that was already withered and whiskered uh, the first and second time around. Wow. 
Wow. Some, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I mean, that sounds about right. I haven't seen it, but. So just to let you know, the first one has a, a 43% and I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, so that's where it started. <laughs> yeah, that's where it started. We started at 43 and the second one really sunk low to a 7%. So uh, up there with Slenderman in term and uh, Jack Frost, um, I I I just don't know. I mean, these kids are wild in. Why are they doing so much in the summer? Like, what are you doing? Are you? I'll always know what you did last summer. Always, but again, they didn't do anything in the first place. They did. They hit someone. That's not cool. Um, but he survived. And he did. He actually did the thing last summer. He murdered someone intentionally. Like he did it. Like, bro, why are you throwing judgment at these assholes when you murdered somebody? Like, it do- it doesn't make any sense. And honestly, my brain kind of hurts about like talking about all this plot because it just doesn't make any sense. Well, don't worry, Jess. I'll, I'll take it from here. Um, <laughs> Uh, another series that uh, spun out of control in the 90s and is actually still going uh, is getting ready to release their seventh film any day now. Um, uh, Tremors franchise. So I'm going to go ahead and start by saying the original Tremors, I could we could do an entire episode on it alone. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, when we were there visiting, we watched it on my birthday. Yeah, I love Tremors too. I think Tremors one is wonderful and fun, and and it's just great. It's just great. I've been lucky enough to show like about three or four different people that movie for the first time. They hadn't seen it. Um, everyone loves it when it's done. It's just uh, someone recently dropped a video essay talking about how like this is a villain slash monster movie where the writing is just top notch and they create these monsters that are totally not like a real animal, but they're basically giant worm things. And uh, yeah, they set the rules for the monsters. They show you what they can and can't do, but they also are great because they learn throughout the movie and they adapt to what the heroes learn. So like every time the heroes think, Oh, this is what we'll do. The monsters do that. And so it's just incredible. And if you haven't seen the first tremors, watch it. And then you'll see uh, it's some campiness, but it's from 1990. Um, I think no one really expected much from it. And that's why it's so much fun that it's like, well, look at look at a movie with a kind of a silly like it was originally titled Land Sharks. Where they're <laughs> basically, yeah, they're they're giant worms that are under the ground in the desert. and They come up and eat people. That sounds stupid, but it's written so well. So I'm not talking about that movie because this is worst and lamest uh, villain slash monsters. I'm talking about what they did with the sequels, which unfortunately, uh, well, I'm going to just mainly talk about the next two because for a long time, uh, the franchise was kind of dead and then kind of had a revitalization in 2015. Uh, the second and third movie, uh, Tremors 2 Aftershocks and Tremors 3 Back to Perfection. Um... And it's not just because Kevin Bacon wasn't in the series, but they changed the best thing about the first movie, which was the monster. 
You know, the f- greatest thing about it was the first one was practical effects for the most point, uh, most part. The design was cool. It was different. It was interesting. Um, and then the second one, uh, they decide that Graboids have these little babies that are straight up. They're trying to rip off uh, the raptor scene in Jurassic Park because they're like these little mini Graboids that they call Shriekers that are basically raptors they're that size and they're not underground what they yeah they run around um they're almost like little like i don't know just like pac-man with legs like they run around and uh opposed to like the whole point of like oh uh they can't see because they're underground uh they can only hear us so we got to be quiet it's like that's not the issue these ones are deaf but they have like heat vision and i'm like why are we it wasn't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> you know? Right. Because, like, it's called tremors because you feel a tremor in the ground and you're like, oh, shit, it's a monster. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, a first portion of the movie, it was just the normal uh, Graboids. Uh, but then all of a sudden it morphs into these these Shriekers where it's like, I get it. They're like, oh, well, they got to learn the new monster. But I'm like, no, 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 no. The monster wasn't the problem. The You could have just taken the characters and put them in a different location, different situation, new characters dealing with uh, Graboids that didn't before. Or uh, maybe just change the Graboids and some of their abilities. But don't just completely change the monster. Um, and this is where I got so frustrated because these, they weren't quite like Chucky or Snowman level. Like, oh, they don't seem that bad. But they're just also like not very big. Like, uh, they're, I don't know. I want to say they looked like they maybe be like only like five feet tall and you know, they don't really have like arms. They still got like the big tongue things, but it's just like, how are you going to get eaten by a thing that has like, not that big a jaw, you know, (laughs) like the big worms were like sharks. I'm just going to engulf you like these little things. I'm like, why, why you're ripping off raptors, but making it this weird amalgamation. And also some of the CGI was bad because they started switching to CGI. Um, So that's the first part. And then in the third movie, because, you know, we got to change it up again. The Shriekers then evolve into these things that they kind of their mouth uh, points out a little bit, almost like a pterodactyl. And then they shoot fire out of their butt to take off and fly. <laughs> and they call them ass blasters. No. <laughs> no. The first film... They called them graboids because it's like, oh, they grab you. They come out of the ground and grab you. It's like not a scientifically profound name, but it's just like it was funny because it was a side thing where the old man Chang was just like, well, I feel like we should name them. We discovered them. You know, (laughs) it was funny. It was a one handed joke thing. But this they're just like and they actually have Chang's like granddaughter in the movie because they're back in perfection she's like there now and she's like ah ass blasters (laughs) what (laughs) that's like a terrible porno name that i get it they shoot fire out of their ass to fly but then like i don't know call them something about flying or fire not 
ass blasters. That is like a concept, like a 12-year-old boy would be like, you know, it'd be funny if there's like a monster that like, it flies with like fire out of its ass and we call it ass blasters. <laughs> like, that is so like ridiculous. <laughs> like, what? I, yeah. And like the main difference between them and the Shriekers is just that they fly opposed to running. Uh, so, but they still have like heat vision, but they're deaf. It's just, so... I, exactly. I feel like a 12-year-old or someone on set was just like, Haha, I'm going to have this joke where they call them ass blasters. And someone's like, huh, I guess that's a little bit. He's like, no, but what if that's what like they call them? And they're like, no, that sounds like a bit for like one second. And then we move on with the film. And they're like, ah, let's just call them ass blasters. <laughs> and, and if you realize what I'm doing for a lot of these movies is just these dumb discussions between two hypothetical characters in the behind the scenes of these bad movies is because that's honestly feels like what's happening with some of these <laughs> bad ideas is like they're high or they put zero thought and into it or they had one thought and they're just like good I, I threw spaghetti at the the door and one strand stayed so what is that you know like it, was, <laughs> it just yeah so it's not the first Tremors movie. I love the Graboids. I think they're one of the best monsters. If we did a best movie monsters, without a doubt it would be on there. If not, maybe my number one or number two. They're that good. And then you have these Shriekers and Ass Blasters. I'm going to say it one last time. Ass Blaster. <laughs> if that doesn't explain how dumb and lame this movie monster is. It's so weird, though, because, like, I don't really know of another horror franchise where the villain or the monster changes, like, that drastically. <laughs> like, yeah. complete change from, like, the first to second and the second to third. Like, I've never really heard of another franchise doing that. Because that's what keeps, usually keeps the franchise going, are, is the monster itself. Like, yep. Like, it's just, like, making a nightmare on Elm Street. Like, the third one is, like, another sleep demon. Like, where did, the, where did this guy come from? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that's why I feel like, like you said, most horror franchises, is they keep the monster and they change the people around them or the story around them or the circumstances in some way. But this, they try to evolve the monsters. And I'm like, that was a good thing you 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 changed if 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 they had a flaw in the movie and then they fixed it that's one thing but you took a good thing and you made it a flaw <laughs> right that doesn't yeah like you said it's not broke don't fix it don't touch that like what yeah um but there is a seventh movie coming out oh my goodness tremor seven <laughs> tremor seven shrieker island um yeah uh <laughs> Michael Gross has been Burt Gummer <laughs> for almost like 30 years um, because, yeah, first film came out in 1990 and the seventh movie is coming out in uh, 2020. Yeah. So 30 years. Jesus Christ. Wow. I didn't realize he's been in the whole thing. He's like the only character that's been in all of them. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just... Uh, I know we're on our last one or two. What's uh, what's another terrible movie monster or villain? Okay, so my next one, I'm going to keep it brief. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I will say this is probably a very controversial pick, and there's oh boy. probably going to be people listening to this that just flat out disagree with me, and that's okay. But I think, here we go, the girl from The Exorcist, the original Exorcist, 
Regan, who becomes possessed, is one of the lamest villains <laughs> in horror. Um, okay, so the movie itself is iconic, of course. It's a... It, for many reasons, it did a lot for the genre at the time. It was very scary in the 70s, for sure. Um, but now, it is not scary. It is... It, it, could, it could... Okay. It could use an update. <laughs> which is also a very controversial thing to say, because I don't love remakes, but I'm not above a horror remake if it's done well. Like, I think Candyman remake, I'm disappointed it didn't come out this year, because I think... The original Candyman is really good, but really of its time and could use an update. And I think the remake's going to be good. I think The Exorcist could use the same thing. I really do. Um, some remakes are obviously, like, not as good as the original horror and are lame. But, like, some of them actually, I think, give it, like, a nice up, like, bring it back to being actually terrifying. Because if you watch The Exorcist now, yes, like, the concept is really creepy. Just, like, this normal kid just randomly, like, getting taken over by a demon. That's terrifying. Um, and th what what can you do about that? I don't know. Get a priest and hope for the best? Like, it's that is very scary. Um, but, like, now if you look at the special effects and the makeup, it just looks more cheesy than scary now. And... The things, like, she's doing are very scary. Like, there's some very creepy moments with, like, the way this girl's body is being taken over by the demon and, like, her actions are scary. But, like, looking at it is almost comical now because of how it looks. And the voice of the demon honestly sounds like, like, a, like I don't even know, like, an old man who chain-smoked a pack a day and... It's, it doesn't work with, like, the body of the little girl anymore. So I think while it started off as a very good, very strong, very scary little villain, because it's, like, this little girl that is innocent but is being destroyed by a demon, I think now she honestly kind of sucks, and it's kind of lame. <laughs> it's not scary. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into her anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I wonder how many people... Uh, but like you said, I feel like the movie's iconic, but not necessarily, like... You don't have her listed as, like, one of the best villains of all time next to, like, Freddy Jason and all them, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, again, it's not the movie. Like, the movie, it's a good movie. I think sometimes, like I said, it could use, like, an update. Sorry. Um, for what it was at the time, definitely can be appreciated. Uh, and there's a lot of movies in general that are like that, where it's like, what it was for the time, I understand, and I appreciate and respect it. But, like, nowadays, I don't think it's held up t as well as we would like to think it did. Because um, that one just doesn't really do it for me. Like, it just, do like, yeah. it just doesn't. Um, which is interesting, because I find, like, the more spiritual things, like possession or ghosts or like those kind of horror really do freak me out and like one of my I think my favorite villain is Freddy Krueger because there's just like a complete lack of control like what can you do he's taking over your dreams you can't sleep you're done um <laughs> where it's like and this is very scary too like a demon just takes over your body that's it you're done um but yeah it's now it's also become such a overused trope in movies that like the first one's not the scariest anymore and mm -hmm. I just don't think it looks well done either. So she's scary. She didn't do it for me. 
<laughs> so I will say also one last villain that I want to talk about, and I'm going to keep it very brief, is I just watched the cult classic Sleepaway Camp. I, I don't think I've ever even heard of Sleepaway Camp. Okay. So <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is like this weird, like, re... Like, just like a ripoff of Friday the 13th. It's, it has this weird, like, 80s cult following. Um, and I just will say that the villain in that is ridiculous. If you've seen Sleepaway Camp, you know. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, then you probably haven't even heard of it. Because <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. It's a very, like, B-movie, like, horror stupidity. Um, and the villain in that is bonkers and i don't want to talk about it because if you haven't seen it like it's just i'm keeping it that i'm keeping sleepaway camp villain as an honorable mention because if you've seen it you get it and if you haven't seen it don't even worry about it (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense good to know um so uh one that uh we were joking earlier about how Child's Play has so many films. This is another one that I think every time I tell people, they're very shocked how many films it has. And that is the Leprechaun film series. Yeah, this one. Uh, <laughs> this this is one of the lamest villains. And like, I love Warwick Davis. Uh, he clearly had fun with these movies. But uh, there should not be... Let's see, there is... Currently, eight of them made. Wow. Warwick is in the first six. Um, There's Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3, which I think they should just call Leprechaun in Vegas because that that one is in Vegas. Leprechaun 4 in space, (laughs) Leprechaun in the hood, and Leprechaun back to the hood, uh, which the is spelled T-H-A. Uh. Yes. So I told this to Brandon, but just so everyone knows, out of all these movies, the only one I've seen is Leprechaun Back to the Hood. I have not seen any others. I haven't seen Leprechaun in the Hood. I've only seen Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And I think it was just like on TV one day when I, I think I was like in high school and my friend was, I think we were hanging out and we were just like, what in the world is this? Like the title alone, like what is happening? And so we watched it. I like the fact that I've only seen that one and I might keep it that way. Although I do want to see the first one with Jennifer Aniston. I'm very curious about that. So I will say, I think that if you're going to see more, uh, the first one's not the one you should go with. Okay. Because like... When I was curious, when I knew that this had such a huge franchise, um, and I used to host bad movie nights with my friends, um, you know, March was coming around, and I was like, I really want to do some of these Leprechaun movies. Um, So, first one is just bad, but not quite fun bad. Um, It just was, uh, they clearly made it for super, super cheap. And then it had a bunch of VHS sales, and so they got to keep making them. Second one has some fun, weird moments, but is just bad. Three and four, I think, are like the crown jewels of fun bad. Three when he's in Vegas, because the deaths start getting just bananas. Um, Like, one, I'll just say, like, 
No, I, I won't even spoil it. But they're just the they're bananas. They're bananas deaths, and uh, the fourth one uh, is in space. And so, <laughs> if you don't want to see a leprechaun in space, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. There's just straight up like sci-fi jokes. There's a part where he has a lightsaber, uh, <laughs> like a very poorly made special effects lightsaber. Uh, may as well have been a toy, but it just those two in particular are so fun, but they're just all the thing that's so crazy about this Leprechaun series is for those who don't know, he opposed to going the route that like, Oh, he survives and he gets away. It's like, no, he spoiler. Like he pretty much dies at the end of almost all the movies. And it's just like, uh, it starts again, just with like a new set of characters, whatever, kind of like what we were saying that, tremor should have done uh but it's the same leprechaun and uh but then like some of the rules change as far as like what powers he has all of a sudden he can like like he randomly has this power here or there throughout the series where he like can throw his voice almost ventriloquist style and it's kind of creepy and but it won't be like his voice he can like do your voice um oh it's a weird power (laughs) Yeah, it was very random. So, like, if, like, a boyfriend is looking for his girlfriend, he can, like, do the voice of the girlfriend, like, I'm over here, honey. (laughs) You know? And it just looks so bad. Uh, He also just... I I don't know if he flew, but, like, he just... His powers kept changing, and it's the fact that, kind of like Child's Play, it's like, he's just this little leprechaun. Like, why is this so difficult? And... The first one with Jennifer Aniston, I thought was going to be really funny because it's like, oh, this is Jennifer Aniston in a bad movie. But like for almost the entire film, her and most of the main cast don't believe or haven't don't like see the leprechaun. He's off like causing antics and they're just like, oh, I wonder if that was like an animal in the forest or like what, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden it felt like the last 20 minutes are like a leprechaun. It's just like, yeah, fucking title of the movie. Like it's a leprechaun. You know, <laughs> why? Why was this put off for so long? Um, and then like his weaknesses change. Like they randomly introduced that like iron or something is like a weakness. Um, and then they also other times need to do certain spells on him. It just, there's no continuity through most of the series. The deaths are bananas and often really lame. It's not a scary villain. You know, it just, well, I think watch three or four, if you love watching bad movies, but, I can't believe that, you know, the 90s, the 90s alone, they made four of them. (laughs) (laughs) So in 10 years, they made four of these. And then 2000, 2003, they made uh, both the the, In the Hood and Back to the Hood. And then there's been, uh, they try to reboot it, Leprechaun Origins. And then they try to do another one called Leprechaun Returns where it's supposed to be a character that's like the daughter of Jennifer Aniston's character from the first movie. But like, obviously Jennifer Aniston didn't come back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure she tries to forget that she was in this garbage. Um, but yeah, I just think that watch these for a bad movie entertainment. But if you're not into that kind of thing, these are all skippable and not scary at all. 
Honestly, I feel like Leprechaun and Chucky have so much in common because it's like there should have only been one of these. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. like maybe two as like a joke, but like they shouldn't last from the 90s to the late 2010s. Right. Like how is how what's the longevity? I don't understand. Like how yeah. how are you still going? Um, that is just hilarious to me that like. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't get how we got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, there, there was talks of a crossover film with the Candyman series. Um, Candyman versus Leprechaun. Oh my God. A script was written. Um, but, <laughs> but Tony Todd, uh, I believe he played the Candyman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately flat out refused to participate in such a project, stating that he had too much respect for his character to see him used for such a purpose. Good for him. <laughs> good for him for saying that. Exactly. Like, Candyman's like really good villain and scary and creepy. Leprechaun is not, and they should not have been fighting each other. They have no business in the same universe. <laughs> Yeah, at least, like, Freddy versus Jason was kind of, like, okay, an interesting crossover. But, yeah, Candyman versus Leprechaun, that seems like... <laughs> like, Leprechaun versus Child's Play makes sense. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. Because, <laughs> like, they're both not that big, and also it, it's just silly. Whereas, like, Candyman wasn't, like, a silly film, right? Wasn't it just a horror movie? Yeah, it's a straight-up, just, like, at least the first one, like, it's just a straight-up horror movie. And there are times it's cheesy because of, like, when it was made and, and whatnot. But, like, no, it's, like, actually really creepy. <laughs> like, it, it's not, <laughs> like, oh, here's a little, little leprechaun running around wreaking havoc. Like, no, Candyman's horrifying, actually. Like, no, that did that duo did not work. I'm so glad he was like, um, absolutely not. Like, let's get it together. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly I would pay good money to watch Chucky and Leprechaun fight. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that at least those tones make sense. Clash. Yes. Um. Whereas, yeah, Candyman and Leprechaun seems like that seems like I don't know like. <laughs> like Deadpool versus uh you know an animated squirrel um like it just it's like wait what what why those two right <laughs> like that just doesn't make any sense interesting but uh yeah uh if 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 we do a bad movie night Jess I say dive into Leprechaun 3 and Leprechaun in Space just for the the bonkersness. Yeah, I do like the title Leprechaun in Space. So if I were to go back to the <laughs> franchise, it would just be that. I think I'd just go straight into that. <laughs> <sighs> well, Jess, you know, it seems like you have plenty of horror movies to watch based on this list and the bad ones. <laughs> I, that's true. Yeah, I was saying I have a hard time, but honestly... <laughs> I have a wealth Killer of content. Clowns, yeah. Leprechaun in space. I have like seven or eight whole Chucky movies, seven or eight whole Leprechaun movies, seven Tremors movies. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's like almost all of my October right there. Like I don't need anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, all right, Jess. Uh, so yeah, next episode we're going to be uh, discussing that we're rewatching the Scream franchise. Yes, I am so excited. Um, we talked about bad horror today. Now we're going to talk about good horror next time. I love Scream. 
Um, so yeah, if you want to listen along and, and dissect the franchise with us, watch Scream 1 through 4. Um, I believe they're all on Hulu, at least my Hulu, because I got the Hulu live. Um, but yeah, they're, they're wonderful and they're so fun. So Scream next time. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and until then, where can everyone find you on social media? On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Jesquaz, J-E-S-S-K-W-A-Z-Z. And I'm at Brandon Prosec on Twitter and Instagram. Um, check us out there. And as always, please check out Entertainment Buffet. Um, if you aren't listening to this on YouTube, check out the YouTube. We have tons of videos and podcasts. Uh, this one's available there, as well as some other podcasts are coming to the channel and other video, uh, a variety of content uh, in video form um, while entertainment buffet is away uh from live shows due to covid and such so check out the video content there when it comes to the podcast as always every podcast asks you to do it but please subscribe like share leave a review leave a rating between all the apps or whichever one you use uh we do appreciate it because it helps um algorithms get the word out uh so other people can find us and uh yeah um we're going to be talking about Scream next. Uh, and after that, let us know. Uh, we're, we're getting close to, you know, 90-so episodes. And uh, we want to do episodes that you guys want to hear. So if you have topics that we haven't covered yet in our first nearly 100 episodes, let us know. And we can hit it in the next few episodes. But uh, until uh, we jump into Scream, uh, don't... Uh, don't scare yourself too much with any more child's play, Jess. Okay, I'll try not to watch it before I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ass blasters.